Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Five Minute Rule, a minor league version. And ask me questions if I was confusing. There's a saying, an axiom, a truism, that no minor league contract is a bad contract. Because it's not guaranteed. Guy shows up in spring training and he is totally out of shape or completely bad or a dick, you release them. You release them, and there is no concern. There are no concerns about, oh, but we have to pay him X number of weeks of pay, and blah, blah. No, he, he, he's gone. He's gone. If he shows up and he's not good to go, he's not ready, he's not going to help, he's not what you bargained for, he's gone. He's gone. You know, it's a we, well. We were expecting him to hit to two seventy and have a OPS of eight, and he could. He's gone. No concerns, no qualms, no arguments, no debates, no nothing. If he's bad, he's out of here, and he doesn't get paid. You know, an entire four-year contract that you know, however many million. Minor league contracts are fantastic for pro baseball teams, major league baseball, uh, for affiliated baseball teams, for organizations. Today, I'm having a hard time getting revved. I'm really having a hard time getting revved up. The thing I was looking forward to was my Tottenham game. Tottenham who I've been following now very, very, very in-depth, you know, completely. They're my all-time team. They're the team that I follow completely. I've been following them for, what, 10 days now, 12 days now? And I've had one game to listen to because, well, I listened to their first game. They won that 3 to nothing. Then they had a game called off due to COVID. Then they had a game called off due to COVID. But today they're, they, they were scheduled to play. They were scheduled to play at 2 o'clock, which is... In about 90 minutes, woke up at 10 o'clock. It's like, you know, I should probably get out a sheet of paper. There's the sheet of paper right there. And write down the starting lineup for Tottenham and write down the starting lineup for Leicester City and get to know the names and do all the research. And blah. The game got called off. The game got called off this morning as the um, Premier League gurus decided, you know, it's probably a stupid idea to have two teams that are broken and having COVID concerns and all that kind of stuff. Probably kind of a stupid idea to have them play. I don't know why it took them until, you know, four hours before the game to say, yeah, this is a stupid idea. But they decided, let's call the game off. So with the Tottenham game off, I went back to bed. I went back to bed. There was really nothing for me to do for a while. And I knew that I had my draft piece 
coming out at one in the afternoon. So it's like, okay, well, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll chill, I'll chill and get ready for my one o'clock draft piece. And I decided to start trying to get motivated around, what time is it now? 12.30? Something like that. I said, okay, I should probably start getting motivated because my draft piece is going to be up at one o'clock in the afternoon. So I'd probably better start getting motivated because I'm going to want to post that on my Facebook, on my Twitter, and all the Facebook groups, and all the this and the that and the other thing. And actually, today's one is one that might get a little bit of play because, well, I'll let you find out who it is because uh, I don't want to spoil the surprise. Um, after all, it might get canceled like the Tottenham game. So it was... 12.30 or so, it's like, yeah, 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 I better see what's going on. You know, check my, uh, check my Facebook, check my, oh, there's the beep, the beep, which meant that uh, my editor, Al, had sent me a missive, and his tweet said, you, or his, um, his comment on my Facebook said, the article has been pushed back to 2 p.m., Due to news. Now that happens quite often during the season, but during a lockout, there's really not that that much of a likelihood for news. There's just really not that much of a likelihood for news during a lockout. So Al said there was news. It's like, wait a minute, the Cubs, did they hire a coach? Did they sign a scout? Did they, you know, what, what did they do? And I looked it up and the Cubs have signed to a minor league deal, Mark Leiter Jr. Mark Leiter Jr., who is a different person than Al Leiter Jr., or who is a different person than Al Leiter, who was a first-round draft pick out of Vanderbilt last year, but he is Al Leiter's brother, Jack Leiter Jr., Cubs have signed Jack Leiter Jr. It's like, you know what? I don't know Jack about Jack Leiter. Not a darn thing about Jack Leiter Jr. Nothing. Absolutely zip ola. So you know what I ought to do? You know what I ought to do? I ought to do a five-minute... Um, whoa, I ought to throw my... Telephone on the floor. Yeah, there, that'll work. That'll help it work better. I ought to do a little bit of research on Jack Leiter Jr. to see if the trade made, uh, the, the acquisition made any sense. See if the acquisition made any sense. Turns out that Al Leiter Jr. had been with Toledo or as Toledo was called growing up in my family, Tootledo. Al Leiter Jr. was in Tootledo last year for most of the season, much of the season, not all of the season, but much of the season. And per Alex Cohen, who is a fantastic resource for this kind of stuff, pitched three times as a starter against the I-Cubs last season. And Al Leiter Jr. pitched three times against the I-Cubs as a starter 
And here, let me. Well, I, I, I'll read you Alex's tweet. Alex's tweets are generally fun, generally informative, and are usually incredibly accurate. Alex Cohen, well, let's say rushing baseball. Started with, it appears, the Cubs have signed Mark Leiter Jr. to a minor league contract. Right handed starting pitcher in the Tigers system last year, put up 3.77 ERA. uh, 11.4 strikeouts per nine. He really turned it on toward the end of last year with Toledo. 1.03 ERA, 46 strikeouts, four walks over his last five starts. 35 innings pitched. Respond, 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 respond. Alex Cohen toward the bottom. This doesn't shock me in the slightest. In three starts this year versus the I-Cubs, Leiter went 3-0 and gave up just one run in 17 innings. His last start against the I-Cubs, he struck out a career-high 14 hitters in seven innings. It was insane. Glad he's on our side now. There is a bit of surprise that the Cubs didn't pick select players like Jean Duplantier or Carson Fulmer in the minor league Rule 5 draft. I was surprised, actually. I thought either one of them might have made sense. Both have somewhat of a major league dossier. Technically, so does Mark Leiter Jr., But with signing someone basically off the street, there's two options for a guy who's on a 40-man roster last year. There are two options for a guy who's on a 40-man roster last year that did not pitch in 2021 in the major leagues. Two options. One, add him to the 40-man roster, or let him go. Least to the guys who are eligible to be free agents. You could either keep them on a 40-man roster or let them go. One or the other. Cubs decided to hang on to Michael Hermosillo on a 40-man roster spot. They decided to let go of Trevor McGill. And who was who signed Trevor McGill? Somebody did. Twins, was it? Yeah, it's the Twins. Signed him, uh, claimed him, let him go, then brought him back. Mark Leiter Jr. was unaccounted for. A whole bunch of players like that. Don't have a job. Former major leaguer, didn't play last year, eligible to be signed. Comes to say, hey, let's take a chance on this guy. After all, in his last 35 innings, 1.03 ERA, 46 strikeouts, 4 walks. Over his last 5 starts, seems reasonably good. When you look at affiliated baseball in 2022, it's going to be, 
I'm going to use the term messed up. I could use any various number of words. I'm going to use the term messed up because anybody that you're used to, anybody that you're familiar with, anybody that's on the 40-man roster, forget about them. Forget about them. They do not exist. They do not exist until the CBA is signed. Until the CBA is signed, they do not exist. I was looking at some mock trade or somebody talking about um, Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt, first baseman for the Yankees last year. Numerous, numerous fake trade offers. Luke Voigt ought to go to the Cubs. The Cubs ought to trade for Luke Voigt. Well, the Cubs didn't trade for Luke Voigt. They traded for Kevin Alcantara and um, Alexander Vizcaino instead and let the Yankees keep Luke Voigt because, frankly, the Cubs really didn't want to bother with Luke Voigt. They wanted to try Frank Schwindel at first base because Frank Schwindel was on league minimum and was team-controlled until bloody forever. But Luke Voigt. Somebody saying the Cubs ought to sign Luke Voigt. The Cubs can't sign Luke Voigt any more than I can get married to Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln is dead. He's not eligible to be being married. Luke Voigt is on a major league contract. He's not eligible to be obtained. Can not happen until the CBA is signed. As any of the 30 major league teams are putting together their roster for right now, players that played in major league baseball are largely unavailable. Can't touch them. If they're on somebody's 40-man roster, can't trade them. You can't. You can't. You can't trade them. You can't sign them. You can't steal them. You can't poach them. You can't anything. Carlos Correa can not be signed. Chris Bryant can not be signed until after the CBA is signed. Now, when's the CBA going to be signed? Major League Baseball and the Players Association have announced they will not talk finances until next month, which is also next year. Now, if they're not going to talk about finances until next year, they really don't care. They really don't care. So the Major League Baseball Players Association, the players, and MLB, the owners, have basically boxed executives into a corner. Okay, guys, go out and make us a really good team. Uh, the heck do you want me to do? Can't do anything. Can't sign Chris Bryant. Can't sign Carlos Cray. Can't trade for Luke Voigt. Major League executives have very few things that they can do right now today. They can 
make an offer for, um, was it Joel Hanrahan? Is it Joel Hanrahan? Used to pitch for the Pirates. Was a pitching coach in the Pirates system for the last five years. And apparently he'd been doing some rather good things in the Pirates system. And is making a name for himself as a pitching coach. He has walked away from the Pirates. And it sounds like he has another gig lined up somewhere. Don't know who, don't know where, don't know what. Don't know if he's really any good or not. But it sounds like Joel Hanrahan is going to have a reasonably decent gig as far as developing pitchers somewhere along the line somewhere. And I doubt it's a driveline. Um, so yeah, executives can sign coaches. They can sign scouts, reassess things. But as far as Chris Bryant, as far as Carlos Correa, major league executives really can't do a whole lot right now. And the players you're thinking of, who are the people that you're thinking of as far as the Chicago Cubs? Somebody was giving me grief recently about how much I pay attention to the minor leagues and how little I pay attention to the major leagues. Right now, the major leagues do not exist until the CBA is signed. So what the 30 organizations are doing at some point, you know, it's like the iCubs are going to play games in April. iCubs are going to play games in April. Whether the league and the players get together on an agreement to start having spring training in middle of March, middle of May, middle of June, 1st of August, who knows when they'll play? I don't. I'm out of the loop. Rob Manford sure isn't going to tell me anything. But Jed Hoyer has four teams that are going to be playing games in April. He knows that. The Iowa Cubs, the Tennessee Smokies, the South Bend Cubs, and the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Those four teams are live wires. Fitting them, filling them with talent makes sense because they're actually going to be playing games. Who's going to be a starter for the I-Cubs? Well, I think they ought to have, you know, maybe Justin Steele. There. He's on a 40-man roster. He doesn't count. Okay, well then, uh, Alexander Vizcaino. He's on a 40-man roster. He doesn't count. Wait a minute. Who... Uh, yeah, who, who can they use? Ding. That's the right answer. The right answer is the I-Cubs have to have a starting rotation in April. And with pitchers, you do not know Unless you are far smarter than I am, far more omniscient than I am, you don't know who's going to be healthy. 
you don't know who's going to be healthy. Matt Swarmer might be a triple-A option. He's not on the 40-man roster. Caleb Killian, I would probably pencil him in as a triple-A option. But the players who are going to be pitching a triple-A or double-A or advanced-A or low-A, right now that's all the executives really have to do. Make sure that the scouting is good for the upcoming draft. Make sure that the coaching is prepared once players start to arrive. Johnny Washington recently announced as one of the hitting coaches. Well, is Johnny Washington going to do any coaching with the minor league guys when they show up in Mesa in March or whenever? No. Maybe that's going to be standard operating procedure. Maybe that's not going to be standard operating procedure. But those are the discussions that have to go on. Who is it that is going to be playing, is going to be participating, is going to be doing something in current spring training as current spring training is, Cubs organizational depth chart. If you throw off everyone on the 40-man roster, which Arizona Phil has done, here is Arizona Phil's AAA starting rotation for the Chicago Cubs, as of right now. Caleb Killian, Ryan Jensen, Matt Swarmer, Cam Sanders, Peyton Remy, Javier Assad, Ben Holmes. Now you can throw on Al Leiter Jr. because the Cubs have signed Al Leiter Jr. because he is eligible to play. Bullpen, as of right now, for AAA. Ben Leeper, Locke St. John, Jonathan Holder, Steven Gonzalez. James Bork, Connor Menez, Dakota Meccas, C.D. Pelham, Darice Valdez, Brendan Little, and Yuris Rosario, and Brian Hudson, etc., etc., etc. The Cubs signed Al Leiter Jr. because he upgraded the Iowa Cubs rotation as of April, irrespective of whether there is a solution to the lockout or not. When you're talking about baseball with your friends, if you want to be, you can take your pick, divisive or honest. You can be either one. Either one of those is completely applicable. Honest or um, divisive. So who's going to be the Cubs starting 
center fielder this year? Who's going to be the Cubs starting center fielder this year? Somebody says, well, I think it's going to be Ian Happ. I think it's going to be, you know, whichever, 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 whichever. You can say, well, for the I-Cubs, who are actually going to be playing in April, I'm a guess Brennan Davis. Maybe a little bit of Darius Hill thrown in there. As of right now, players on the 40-man roster, they are so dead to the world, they have been deleted from the MajorLeagueBaseball.com site. MLB.com, pictures of players, gone. Major League Baseball, as of right now, until there is a solution to the lockout, there is no Major League Baseball Get used to it, deal with it, mention it, push it. The best level of baseball in the United States as of, let's say, mid-February is Division I baseball. Because there is no Major League Baseball. As of April, AAA baseball, AA baseball. Because there is no Major League Baseball until there's a solution. The Cubs signed Al Leiter Jr. because, sure, toss him toward the top of the I-Cubs rotation. Toss Al Leiter Jr. toward the top of the AAA Cubs rotation because... The other players, they're non entity now. They are a non factor right now. If you want to talk about players like, oh, here, let me look up. Let me just look up somebody on baseball reference. If you want to talk about somebody, like maybe scrolls down the page a ways. Adam Morgan? He doesn't exist. Adam Morgan doesn't exist now. Not until there not until there's a solution. Alec Mills, you want to talk about whether he's a starter? You want to talk about whether he's a reliever? You want to talk about what his role is going to be? His role with the Chicago Cubs until there is a solution to the lockout? His role is he has no role. None whatsoever. Adrian Sampson, picked up as a minor league free agent. Was kind of slow getting started, but was really good. Got called up to the major leagues, pitched fairly well. Possibly might have, should have had a 40-man roster spot. He's a non-entity. He's a non-entity. He's a non-entity. The players that are Major League Baseball players that you're familiar with, Nico Horner, disregard him. He doesn't count. He's not up against any lists or anything 
because those lists don't matter. The types of players now that matter to the executives are who can we sign that can possibly help with the AAA iCubs. You bring in Mark Leiter Jr. You bring in Mark Leiter Jr. and trot him out in Iowa. In Iowa. So let's say they play three weeks of major of minor league baseball. You get toward the end of April, and all of a sudden, they come to an agreement. Just pulling a timeout. What do you want to say? April 27th? Good of a day as any. April 27th. Hey, guess what? We have an agreement. And on April 30th, players are going to start reporting to spring training. April 30th. What do you think Elijah Jr. is going to do? Is he going to report to spring training? Or is he just going to stay right the, right the heck where he is? My guess is Elijah Jr. He'll probably stay in Iowa. Matt Swarmer? He'll probably stay in Iowa. Caleb Killian, he'll probably stay in Iowa. All the guys who are in AAA Iowa, if they're not selected in the Rule 5 draft, they'll probably stay where they are. Brennan Davis, he'll probably stay in Iowa. Why call up Brennan Davis to Major League Camp and take him away from AAA where he's playing every day against players who are basically as good as he is just to have him bat once or twice, three or four times a week, and then get, you know, I, I don't know, play the first four innings, play the last half of the game, uh, play two or three innings, and, and let him play in Iowa. There's no reason to call up players from AAA where they're actually playing games to sit the bench at a major league camp. There's no reason. There's basically no reason. Now, perhaps, maybe for a guy like a Jordan Wicks, there might be a reason to have him called up at least for a couple of weeks to um, spend some time with Kyle Hendricks. I don't know. Maybe there might be a reason for that. But really, I'd probably rather have Jordan Wick stay wherever the heck he is. Double A, high A, well, wherever. So then, whenever the major league camps start getting over, you have players. So you're going to have 60 guys in a camp. You're going to have 60 guys in a camp. But it's not going to be the guys who are getting called up from AAA, Double A, who are already playing. It's going to be the guys who are on the 40-man rosters Plus some other guys called in. You know, Cubs are going to ha have what? Three, four catchers called up because people are going to think, hey, I'm going to go play for the Cubs because they're going to trade Wilson Contreras in two weeks. Going to have some pitchers. You're going to have some guys who, you know, they haven't been playing. They haven't been playing. They haven't been playing in double-A games. They haven't been playing in triple-A games. They need to get warmed up. They need to get revved. They need to get wired. Then once they get to the point where, okay, I'm good, I'm ready to go, and I'm not going to make the Major League team. Then they get sent down to AAA, and then the AAA team has to decide, okay, we have Al Leiter Jr., we have Matt Swarmer, we have Caleb Killian, we have all these other guys. Who's going to actually be here for the rest of the season? It's going to be completely screwed up. It's going to be completely screwed up 
But as of right now, major league executives, Cubs executives, Rangers executives, Tigers executives, Brewers executives, Phillies executives, who are going to be my 25, 26, 28, 30 guys in AAA as we get ready to play for a season? Those are the questions. Those are the questions. It's not... Who's going to be my... No, 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 no. That's, that's incidental. That doesn't really matter. Right now, the question is, will Al Leiter Jr. or someone like Al Leiter Jr. make our AAA rotation better? And will Al Leiter Jr., if he does well in AAA with the Cubs pitch lab, with Craig Breslow with all the guys. Will Al Leiter Jr. represent well enough to be the next Adrian Sampson? Who, you know what? He's pitching well enough in AAA. If anything happens, we might want to call him up to the major leagues at some point during the 2022. Hey, guess what? We just traded Wade Miley. We need to call somebody. Let's call up Al Leiter Jr. See how that works. When you're putting together a AAA roster in a season that's going to be an absolute oh, logistical nightmare, you have to have contingency plans. What happens if... Games at the major league level don't start until mid-May. What happens if games at the major league level don't start until mid-June? What happens if major league games don't start until the 4th of July? Logistical nightmare. Cup sign L. Leiter Jr. because he makes the team better now. That's my five minutes of homework. He makes the Iowa Cubs better because he is probably a better pitcher than Al Leiter Jr. is probably a better pitcher than Ben Holmes or Javier Assad. Right now, on Arizona Phil's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven person list. I'm not even sure that Peyton Remy's going to be good to go in April. Arizona Phil's seven-man list for the Iowa Cubs starting rotation is Caleb Killian, Ryan Jensen, Matt Swarmer, Cam Sanders, Peyton Remy, Javier Assad, and Ben Holmes. Cam Sanders might have a better long-term projection than Al Leiter Jr. Right now, Al Leiter Jr. is probably a better pitcher than Cam Sanders, who's having a hard time going much over than five innings in double A, which isn't a knock on Cam Sanders, it's just an assessment. Cam Sanders, I have absolutely no idea how to project him. He confused me every single start he had last year. Al Leiter Jr. was good down the stretch for the toodly-doo Mudhens. He was available. The Cubs signed him. <sighs> they might even put him as the number one. Put him as the number one, have Caleb Killian pitch game two. Really doesn't matter a whole lot. Killian might prefer 
Being game two, he might prefer being game one. It might you, you just don't know. You just don't know. Mark Leiter Jr. makes absolute perfect sense. I don't know what the Cubs are at as far as up against their 190-player limit, but Mark Leiter Jr. makes the team better, which is a good thing for the Cubs. As such, it's a good thing. The Cubs signed him, and... Unless he shows up in complete out of shape and causing trouble, which is something that his brother doesn't do and his dad didn't do and he's never done. Give him a look. Why not? Five minutes worth of homework. Al Leiter Jr. makes the iCubs better. Hence, Al Leiter Jr. makes the Cubs better. Because as of right now, the Chicago Cubs are about triple A, double A, advanced A, low A, Mesa, scouting, and player development. Because those other guys, the guys that you know of, the guys you're familiar with, the guys you want to talk about, they're locked out. Can't do jack with them. Elijah Jr., good signing. Do it. Thanks for stopping by. And Tottenham would have started 15 minutes ago, but they did not. Have a great day.